Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, to come into this place to worship together, it is such beauty and gift, and so we welcome you. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you who don't know me yet, my name is Jill. I'm one of the chaplains here. And again, <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to be here. Uh, I thought uh, I wanted to note, hey, uh, this weekend, something special is coming up, a 120-year tradition pull. All right. Um, it's this epic tug of war between odd year and even year. And I thought you might want a little history, a little throwback. This is Jill Nelson's pull shirt. <laughs> this is 95. I, I know, sorry. I, how many of you will be rooting for odd year? All right. Thank you. How many of you even year? Oh, okay, okay. There, you have a job to do to this weekend, people. You've got to go out on Saturday and check it out. So um, I will, <laughs> should I show you my pull name? No, it's, yeah, you, you can guess. It's, <laughs> my name was Muffin, the, uh, the guy I was uh, moraling for, his name was Stud, so Stud Muffin. <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't know. There's better names. There's better names now, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought we could start with that little throwback, but, and I'm also gonna do just the cheesy, um, it's a little cheesy dad joke. I'm gonna use the segue of, okay, we were talking about tug of war. I also wanna talk about tug of war within our hearts, within our faith life. So, oh, I know. That's, it, <laughs> it is, it's, not it's not that bad, come on. But I do, Jesus is always addressing this. He's always addressing the tug of war that goes on in our hearts. Um, and where, where is your heart? Where is my heart? Our passage today addresses this very question, and so I want to engage together um, and go back into the Sermon on the Mount. We've been stepping back in and going, walking through, learning from the words of Jesus as he calls us to a greater righteousness. He calls us to wholehearted devotion. And so Matthew 6, 1 through 4, listen to this, these words from Jesus himself. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not left, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and the Father who sees you in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, be, beware of practicing your righteousness. Um, some translations say your piety. Some translations say your charitable deeds. Beware of practicing those things in front of others in order to be seen by them. Ugh. In other words, beware of that ever-present temptation that we have to be good so that others think you are good. So they notice and say, oh yes, she measures up or he measures up. Jesus knows that this is a struggle for us, and so he addresses it directly. We love what he, it's, the Sermon on the Mount cuts, um, it's, it's balm, but it also cuts to our heart. And so he addresses it directly, and he says, in response, I think we need to ask ourselves, where is our heart? I'll tell you that during college, and really most of my growing up, my main 
motivation, my heart's motivation, was to be accepted, to be noticed, to be liked, to be praised. I'm thinking some of you probably can relate to this ever-present temptation and how it can even attach itself to really good things, things you're trying to do for the Lord and things that are meant to be for him and actually kind of mess it up. And thus, the tug of war. So what do you do with this insatiable appetite, this ravenous hunger for human approval that some of us struggle with? It's that human approval, the praise that we want. First, I think we take a hard look. We take a hard look at ourselves, and I think we first need to call it out in our own self. It is, this is an easy thing to notice when other people are doing it and point it out. <laughs> but I really don't think that's Jesus' heart. I think we are to look at our own heart. Today, I wanna challenge you to take an honest look at your own self, your own secret places, and maybe ask those hard questions of where are you getting sucked into desiring the praises of people over desiring the favor and glory of God? Even in the stuff maybe that you're trying to do for God, it, it just takes that little shift where you take a good thing and it starts out good and you're just like this much over and all of a sudden in a little bit you're, whoa, you're way over here and you didn't really mean to be. You're off course. Another way, again, to ask this question of where is my heart is, whom do I love? What do I love? What I love will most definitely shape me. It will affect everything. One saint says it this way, it will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Yes, who you love matters. What you love matters. It will affect everything. So maybe you've come, like I have been stumbling in places in my life, you've come to love the praises of other people. Beware, Jesus says. Whatever is captivating your heart is most definitely running the show. What starts out as, as a good thing, like your giving or your service or your spiritual disciplines or whatever, your friendships, can shift just a little bit and then all of a sudden we are far from where we intended to be. So then in an effort maybe to get back on track, we, re we can reduce, <laughs> reduce pleasing God to this checklist in our mind. Well, am I avoiding most of the wrong things? Check. Am I appearing to do most of the right things? Check. And this sort of works for a while even. We can experience some sense of security thinking, okay, we appear presentable and at least better than average, and so we can try to make this exterior look good, but we know, we know that a painful truth lurks underneath. That we really, if we're honest, we know we can't make the grade. We know we can't do anything to earn his favor, nothing. And we aren't actually pleasing God if we're just managing our outward behaviors and pleasing people around us. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount radically redefines pleasing God, what it means to please God. It's the desires of our hearts, not just our actions, that need to be transformed. And the good news is, Jesus is in the business of transforming hearts. Jesus 
was after our hearts all along, and he's the one that radically transforms our hearts. And we just sang it. We just said, Jesus is at the center of it all. Our needs to be, our desire is that. Jesus is the one who radically transforms hearts so that believers can start to obey from the heart, not as a checklist. It's no longer a checklist, it's a relationship. I seek to obey God and do righteous things and maybe even give to the poor or give in some way of myself here at Hope because of my love for him and what he's already done for me, not because I wanna earn something or look some certain way. In college, you're absolutely naturally focused on earning your position. You might be trying to prove yourself to your profs, to your teammates, to your coach, to your classmates, to your housemates. You might be even trying to prove yourself to God. And that's where I wanna say, that's what I want you to go away with today, is take stock of your heart. The Bible's clear, there's no one righteous, not even one. You're not gonna prove yourself to him. He already knows every aspect of you and he's inviting you to come, come into relationship that will then, he will give you righteousness and out of that you will obey. It's only through the sacrifice of his son that he offered his perfect righteousness in place of our flawed attempts. We have flawed attempts. Understanding this is freeing. Slowly but surely, the desire for other people's praise will decrease, and the joy of serving because of your heart will increase. The tug of war might still be there, but it gets easier as you're motivated by true love and real gratefulness. When you surrender to Jesus, it, it, it might change what you do, but it absolutely will change why you do it. It's gonna change why you do it. Your appetite will change. You'll begin to desire what he desires and love what he loves. You might be the TA that spends 20 extra minutes with the person after the session is done just because you know that person is stressing out. You know that they need you. No one sees you, no one knows you did it, but you just did it because you love God. You might be the RA that walks by and sees the person is struggling. You don't really have time, but you stop and you actually go in the room and pray. You might be the student who faithfully volunteers at a church that no one knows you go to and no one even knows what you do there, but you do it every Sunday. You're there. You might be the leader who faithfully shows up time and time again, each meeting, every time. You might be the one who is making financial sacrifices in order to give to someone else, and he will fill you up. Wherever it is, you might be these people, and he will fill you up. When our hearts are in line with him, giving in these ways will actually feed us. And in those secret moments, in those private places, he will reward you. So you might be in that tug of war. Where's your heart? If today you need to come to Jesus for the first time, whoa, that's exciting. Reach out to a friend, talk to a chaplain. We'd love to help you take that exciting step. Maybe you're at a point in your relationship in Jesus and you've let it become a checklist and you want to just look good. Reach out for help. Or maybe today you just needed to have that little shift. You needed to do that heart check and look for one uncelebrated, unacclaimed, unnoticed place where you can humbly do something for God and just smile, share a nod with God and move on. You've done something in secret in the private places of your heart to do something for him. Go in peace, Hope College. Have a great day. Not for show, but for real.